Chapter Eight of The Silver Princess in Oz by Ruth Plummy Thompson. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Chapter Eight, On to Ev. Is there any way you can signal to your mount to trot ahead? Inquired Kabumpo, looking down sideways at the Thunder Colt, whose breath was blowing hot and uncomfortably against his side. Let Thun be the vanguard, he suggested craftily. When I trumpet once, turn him left. At two, turn right. At three, he must halt. Oh, fine, approved Planetty, tapping out the message with her heel on the Thunder Colt's flank. That will be simply delicious. Thun evidently agreed with her, for tossing his smoky mane, he cantered to a position just ahead of the elegant elephant, at which Kabumpo heaved a huge sigh of relief. He did not wish to hurt Thun's feelings, neither did he wish to catch fire again. Here travel Thun the Thunder Colt, Planetty, Princess of Another Planet, Kabumpty of Nas, and Slandy, King of Sigilia. Give way, all ye comers and goers, and arouse me not, for I am a seething mass of molten metal. Is he really? marveled Randy, gazing up at the fiery message floating like a banner over their heads. Planetti nodded absently, her interest so taken up with the wildflowers below, the blue sky above, and the wide-armed, lacy-leafed trees of this ancient forest she could not bear to turn her head for fear of missing something. On her own far-away metal planet skies were gray and leaden, and the various levels of slate and silver strata arranged in stiff and net-like patterns. The gay colors of this bright new world simply delighted her and Randy and Kabumpo she considered beings of rare and singular beauty. The word she used to herself when she thought of them was netiful, which is another way of saying beautiful. A wonder that high-talking Thomas couldn't get a name straight once in a while, complained Kabumpo out of one corner of his mouth, as Thun's sentence spiraled away in thin pink smoke. Oh, what difference does it make? laughed Randy. I think Kabumpty is real cute. Cute! raged the elegant elephant with such a fierce blast. Planetti promptly turned Thun to the left. Now see what you've done, snickered Randy, giving Kabumpo's ear a mischievous tweak. They think you want them to go left. As a matter of fact, I do, snapped Kabumpo grumpily. We must go east through Ix, and then north to Ev. Puzzling and more puzzling, murmured Planetti, looking round at the elegant elephant. Where are all these curious places, Bumpo, dear? I thought all the time we were in Nas. Did you not tell us you were the big Bumpo of Nas? Randy peered rather anxiously over Kabumpo's ear to see how he was taking this second nickname but he need not have worried. The dear Bumpo, spoken in the metal maid's ringing tones, fell like a charm on Kabumpo's ruffled feelings, and, fairly oozing complacency and importance, he began to explain his own and Randy's real names and countries, 
hoping Planetti would straighten them out in her own head, if not in Thun's. "'You are right,' he started off sonorously. "'Randy and I both live in the land of Oz, a great oblong country, entirely surrounded by a desert of burning sand. But in Oz there are many, many kingdoms, first of all the four large realms, the Gillikin country of the north, the Quadling country of the south, the empire of the Winkies in the east, and the land of the Munchkins in the west. Each of these kingdoms has its own sovereign, but all are under the supreme rule of Ozma, a fairy princess as lovely as your own small self, and Ozma lives in an emerald city in the exact center of Oz." Kabumpo paused impressively, while Planetti's eyes twinkled merrily at his delicate flattery. "'Now Randy and I hail from the North Gillikin country of Oz.' proceeded the elegant elephant, moving along as he spoke in a grand and leisurely manner. "'I come from the kingdom of Pumperdink, and Randy from the regal little realm of Regalia. Only yesterday I arrived in Regalia to visit Randy, and we are now on our way to the castle of the Red Jinn, as I think I told you before. If we were in Oz, my dear—' Kabumpo rather lingered over the deer. Ozma and her clever assistant, the Wizard of Oz, would quickly transport you to another planet with the magic belt. But you see we are not in Oz, for the same storm that overtook you and Thun overtook us and hurled us across the deadly desert to this kingdom of Ix, where we all now find ourselves. Fortunately, too, for otherwise we might never have met a princess from another planet. The little princess nodded in bright agreement. "'So,' continued Kabumpo, picking a huge tiger-lily and holding it out to her, "'as it is too difficult to travel back to the Emerald City of Oz, we will take you with us to the Wizard of Ev, whose castle is on the Nornestic Ocean in the country adjoining us.' "'And a wizard is what?' Planetti turned almost completely round on her black charger, smiling teasingly over the tiger-lily at Kabumpo. "'Why, a wizard—a uh, wizard—' The elegant elephant fumbled a bit, trying to find the right words to explain. "'A wizard is a person who can do by magic what other people cannot do at all,' finished Randy neatly. "'Magic?' Planetti looked still puzzled. "'Oh, never mind all the words,' comforted Kabumpo, flapping his ears good-naturedly. "'You'll soon see for yourself what that all means, and I'm sure Jinnicky will be charmed to do his best tricks for you and send you back in fine and proper style to your own planet.' "'Yes, Jinnicky can do almost anything,' boasted Randy, taking off his crown and setting it back very much atilt. And he's good fun, too. You'll like Jinnicky. As much as Big Bumpo? Planetty rolled her soft eyes fondly back at the elegant elephant, and Randy, feeling an unaccountable twinge of jealousy, wished she would look at him that way. Oh, maybe not so much as Kabumpo. Of course there's nobody like him. But pretty much as much, declared the young king loyally. 
But I like everything down here, decided Planetty, leaning forward to tickle Fun's ear with a lily. So now we know where we are, whispered Randy under his breath to Kabumpo. And wait till Jinnicky sees us traveling with a fire-breathing thunder colt and the princess of another planet. Oh, don't we meet important people on our journeys, Kabumpo? Well, don't they meet us? inquired the elegant elephant, increasing his speed a little to keep up with Thun. Though I wouldn't call this colt important myself, how is he any better than an ordinary horse? His breath is hot and dangerous, and it's not much fun traveling with a deaf and dumb brute who burns everything he breathes on. Oh, he's not so dumb, observed Randy. Look at the way he leaped over that fallen log just now, and think how useful he'll be at night to blaze a trail and light the campfires. Hadn't thought of that, admitted Kabumpo grudgingly. I guess he would show up pretty well in the dark, and I suppose that does make him trailblazer and lighter of the fires for this particular expedition. Ho, ho, hum, and between you and me and the desert, this expedition had better move pretty fast and not stop for sightseeing. Suppose those two nothers had that vanadium shower at the beginning of the week instead of the middle. That would give them only about two more days to go. Great goose feathers! I'd hate to have them stiffen up on us halfway to Jinnicky's. I might carry the princess, but what will we do with the colt? Let's not even think about it, begged Randy with a little shudder. Great goopers, Kabumpo. I hope Jinnicky will be at home and his magic in good working order and powerful enough to send them back or keep them here if they decide to stay. If they decide to stay? Kabumpo looked sharply back at his young rider. Why should they? Well, Planetti said she liked it down here. You heard her a moment ago, and I thought maybe— Randy's face grew rosy with embarrassment. Ha, ha! So that's the way the wind lies. Kabumpo chuckled soundlessly. <laughs> well, I wouldn't count on it, my lad, he called up softly. She probably has some night planetty prince waiting for her up yonder, and will fly away without so much as a backward glance. And as for Jinnicky being at home, why shouldn't he be at home? And as for his magic not being powerful enough, why shouldn't it be powerful enough? He was in fine shape and form when I saw him in the Emerald City three years ago. By the way, why weren't you at that grand celebration? I understood Ozma invited all the rulers of the realm. Uncle Hoochafoo did not want me to leave, sighed Randy. Ah, he thinks a king's place is in his castle. I wonder what he thinks now, said Kabumpo, trumpeting three times, for Thun was racing along too far ahead of them. Probably has all the wise men and guards running in circles to find me giggled Randy, immediately restored to good humor, <laughs> and say, when I do get back, oh, push the foot, I'm going to be king, and everything will be very different and gay. Yes, there'll be a lot of changes in regalia, he decided, shaking his head positively. Why, all those dull receptions and reviewings would tire a visitor to tears. 
ho, ho, ho. So you're still expecting her to visit you? Waving his trunk, Kabumpo called out in a louder voice, Not so fast there, Princess. Hold Thun back a bit. We might run into danger, and we should all keep together on a journey. Besides, Kabumpo cleared his throat apologetically, uh, Randy and I must stop for a bite to eat. Planetty's eyes widened, as they always did at strange words and customs. But she tugged obediently at Thun's mane, and the Thunder Colt came to an instant halt. Randy himself tried to coax the little princess to eat something, but she was so upset and puzzled by the idea he finally desisted and tried to share his bread and eggs with Kabumpo. But the elegant elephant generously refused a morsel, knowing Randy had little enough for himself, and lunched as best he could from the shoots of young trees and saplings. Thun was so interested when Kabumpo quenched his thirst at a small spring that he too thrust his head into the bubbling waters, but withdrew it instantly, and with such an expression of pain and distress Randy concluded that the water hurt the Thunder Colt as much as fire hurt them. He was quite worried till the flames began to spurt again from Thun's nostrils, for he was afraid the water might have put out Thun's fire and hastened the time when he should lose all power of life and motion. "'Do you do this often?' inquired Planetty, as Randy tucked what was left into one of Kabumpo's small pockets. "'Eat?' Randy laughed in spite of himself. "'Oh, about three times a day, or light,' he corrected himself hastily, remembering Planetty had so designated the daytime. I suppose that vanadium spray or shower keeps you and Thun going the way food does Kabumpo and me." Planetti nodded dreamily. Then, seeing Kabumpo was ready to start, she tapped Thun with her silver heels, and away shrieked the thundercolt, Kabumpo swinging along at a grand gallop behind him. "'Strange we have not passed any woodsman's huts, nor seen any wild animals,' called Randy jamming his crown down a little tighter to keep it from sailing off. "'Hi, which out there, old Pushafoot? There's a wall ahead stretching away on all sides, going up higher and higher. What's a wall doing in a forest? Perhaps it shuts in the private shooting preserve of Queen Zixi herself. Say, I'd like to meet the queen of this country, wouldn't you?' "'No time, no time,' puffed the elegant elephant giving three short trumpets to warn Planetti to halt Thun. Great Gump! Whoever built this wall wanted to shut out everything, even the sky. Can't even get a squint at the top, can you?" "'Is this the great kingdom of Ev?' asked Planetti, who had pulled Thun up short, and was looking at the wooden wall with lively interest. "'No, no, we're not nearly to Ev. The elegant elephant shook his head impatiently. Back of this wall lives someone who dotes on privacy, I take it, or why should he shut himself in and everyone else out? Now then, shall we cruise round or knock a hole in the wood? I don't see any doors, do you, Randy? No, I don't. Standing on the elephant's back, Randy examined the wall with great care. Why, it goes for miles, he groaned dolefully. Miles! Then we'll just bump through. Backing off, 
Kabumpo lowered his head and was about to lunge forward when Randy gave his ear a sharp tweak. Look, he directed breathlessly, look. While they had been talking, Thun had been snipping curiously at the wooden wall, and now a whole round section of it was blazing merrily. Hooray! He's burned a hole big enough for us all to go through, yelled the king gleefully. Come on! Vexed to think the Thunder Colt had solved the difficulty so easily, and worried lest the whole wall should catch fire, Kabumpo signaled for Planetti to precede him. But he need not have worried about Thun's firing the wall. The Thunder Colt had burned as neat a hole in the boards as a cigarette burns in paper, and while the edges glowed a bit they soon smoldered out, leaving a huge circular opening. So, without further delay, Kabumpo stepped through, only to find himself facing the most curious company he had seen in the whole course of his travels. End of chapter 8